Alright, man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio. This is episode 231. Jason Lingren is with me. We have a very interesting man with us today named Rafi. I'm all about episodes like this because here is a man who had a normal job like everyone else, and he had some legal issues come up, and he decided, why should I pay attorney? I'll just learn it myself. And that's as much as I'll cue it up, but welcome, Jason. And a fine, good Louisiana morning to you. So do we have anything? No, not yet. Maybe that'll start happening soon. All right. Uh, welcome, Rafi. Hey, thanks. Good to be here. Um, thanks so much for getting a hold of us. The first time we met you, um, I was impressed because what's happening here is it's really is like we're in a new era. 10, 15, 20 years ago, very few people would have ever considered dealing with what we call a courtroom without a lawyer. And so many cases or episodes that we've done, uh, there are people that tell you if you show up with a lawyer, you're in a way you've already lost because you're admitting you're basically wearing diapers. You can't take care of yourself. So I was all about what you got into from the get-go. But Jason, do you want to lead us in here? All right. So let's start with this first, Rafi. How do you know about us and what got you interested in the law? You know, I've been listening to you guys for quite some time now, a few years. And then how I got interested in the law, I got dragged into court. So, um, and, you know, I've known about common law, stuff like that, since my younger days. You know, in school, we had civics and stuff like that. We knew we live in a republic, and hearing democracy was very odd, you know, when presidents would say that. So, when did this, you know, when, I don't want to talk about what the case is, but, you know, we'll talk about it. I... Did some homework on this, and I go, this is ridiculous. Um, where's the injury, in fact? Where's the injured party? Where's the witness? And on and on. So an attorney could go to court, write a paragraph, and sue you. That's the world we live in. It's become the bar world, and we've come so far away from what this country was founded on. So, yeah, I just started doing homework, and it got very interesting, and it became a hobby, and here I am. You know, I'm giving these guys a run for their money, and I can't believe it. I can't believe it. In this day and age, you, you, can, you don't think like that, you know? Well, in, in some ways, the original ideas about what stood in as legal problems in our world, it was very simplified. Uh, if you go back to common law, no injury, no loss, these kinds of ideas, but from the time you decided, I'm going to do this myself, how long do you think it took you to get a handle on what to do and how to conduct yourself? Because basically, uh, one of the things I really appreciate about having people like you on is there will be many other people who comment, and now they have, let's just call you a big brother, who can help them get started and not have to find their way in the dark if you follow all that. Well, I started learning as soon as this happened. So throughout the years, you know, it's like you're studying, you get better and better and better. And all of a sudden you see, not with your eyes, but you see, it's like learning a language. So that happened to me a few times. I go, I see. So I started with Kamala and I, it can't be, it can't be that easy. It can't be. So I studied case law, uh, Supreme Court, their procedure, you know, what it takes and what you got to file. And then I got all that down. It's good to have that so that you could, um, you know, write and, you know, the judge and the, uh, the, the other side sees that you know what you're talking about. And then I did a full circle. I came back to common law and then uh, my eyes opened again. It's yet yeah, if there is no injury, in fact, no injured party, no evidence, no witness. I, this is uh, this is void, basically void. That's it. 
So let's get into that for a second. Um, in the bullet points that you provided us, uh, it states that all courts in the state of California are courts of record, which means they're proceeding according to common law. And if I get any of this wrong, correct me when I hand it over to you. So is this peculiar to the state of California? Are there lots of state that are courts of records? And did I get it right? Is a court of record at its base bound by common law? Yes. I know California. So in the in the Constitution, it's a court of record. And no, there can be no court that is not a court of record. And uh, there's a lot of cases that describe uh, and say that court of record, a court pr proceeding according to the common law. It's like a phrase, you know. It's it's a it's a maxim. So court of record is common law. And there's some points about it. And then uh, one point is that the tribunal is independent of the magistrate so the judge cannot make a decision it's a trial by jury so if the judge is making the decision you're not in a court of record and i point that out in my writing that's i started off with that i clarify and i tell them that and this is a court of record and they have never rebutted that so once that's on there they don't rebut it it is a court of record well, let's jump in there so people can follow the breadcrumbs we're leaving. How is it that you establish? I'm, I'm guessing that if you just got your summons or whatever your date to show up in court and you did nothing and showed up, you'd be in a position where you might get railroaded. Correct. But I think what you're stating is that you confirm or maybe you enforce the fact that this is a court of record. How do you do that? Correct. So uh, I, I respond to it with a response, not a specific, hey, I'm being accused of this. No, first I go, in California, all courts in California are courts of record. And, uh, you know, I, I write, you know, according to that. And, and I also write a special appearance that I'm uh, showing up to refute jurisdiction. What is your jurisdiction? You got to prove it. And uh, they, they don't answer. They just skip by that because uh, they know if they answer, they know and they're admitting to it. So they don't answer and they keep going. But then I, I just bring it back and, and it'll go on and on. And sometimes they don't answer and it goes. What does it mean to be a court of record, though? There are no code statutes, procedures, legislative laws, motions, etc. The Constitution is the supreme law of the land. And uh, the Constitution is supreme law. And you got to go by that. And with common law, and it's not written. It's not only the Constitution. It's stuff that's not in there. Like, where is the witness? Like, my thing is, I'm in civil. There is no witness in this case. So where is the witness? There has to be a witness. There has to be, where's the injured party? Let me uh, fix this. Bring the injured party. If there, because there isn't, I tell them that they won't bring it. So they get stuck right there. So two things. First of all, where does that document go? Do you go down to the courthouse? Do you oh. mail it in? Where does that document go um, where you're establishing the jurisdiction as a court of record? Courthouse. If it's civil, you're filing everything at the courthouse. So you write it like, uh, you know, you put Superior Court, California, you know, all that stuff. You follow that, that method. And then you go file it with the clerk at the court and you wait for their response. And with motions, you get a date. So, and then you go appear in front of the quote-unquote, judge and the other side, and then you battle it there. So, but wait a minute. If you, you've said they don't answer many times, so yeah. I know what people yeah, are going to be thinking. So, so let's just say you got a date of July something. 
So at the end of June, you filed the papers you're talking about with the courthouse or the clerk um, to establish that it's a court of record, and then there's no response. If there's no response and you had a date set, doesn't that imply that no one's acknowledged the jurisdiction and that you still have to show up for your date, or am I getting that wrong? Um, you know, I should split up between two. I'm talking about civil, and let's say you get a parking ticket or whatever ticket. When well, I've gotten parking tickets, and it, with the letter I write is, this is a bill of uh, attainder, bills of uh, pains and penalty. How is it in the court of record that I am paying before being heard? I need to be heard. I face my accuser. So those, I, I still have not got an answer yet. But with the, the civil side, they don't. They just ignore it. They forget about it. But the thing is, I don't let it go. See, with attorney against attorney, they acknowledge what they're doing. They're not going to do this. They're not going to write court a record. Uh, they're not going to challenge jurisdiction. So it, it's like they're having a meeting of the minds. But when I'm there, I'm a man. I'm not going to let it go. It could, this could go on and on and on. So. They don't answer the court of record because if they do, it's done. It's over. Do you still show up for your dates, though? Oh, yeah. If they haven't oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. what do you do? Do you stand there when you first get there and just keep saying, is this a court of record? Is this a court of... I mean, what do you do? Everything is in my writing. So when they call your name, so they call me, I go, I am Rafi. I'm here on special appearance. I'm invoking all my God-given rights secured by the Constitution, and I'm here to rebut all presumptions. I have this thing. I say that, you know, so that... You know, we get that out of the way because in court, if you do not say you have rights, they're going to assume you don't have it. It's it's that wicked. So, so what yeah, I, go, I have everything in my writing. So when I go there, if the judge asking any questions, I object. I object. And if it doesn't go according to what I'm saying, I just keep on, uh, you know, filing motions to set aside, vacate, void judgment. Yeah, but what would happen if the so-called judge just sat there and ignored everything you did and then doled out some penalty? You see where I'm going here? What if they just acted like you're speaking Martian? How do you deal yeah, with that? that? That's what's going to happen. On the civil side, again, it, it just it doesn't end. I'm still in it, so it hasn't ended. They ignore all that. So what I'm doing is I'm getting a great paper trail for when I go to federal court. Because so, I know I'm going to get railroaded here. I know this state court, that building, I'm not going to win. I, I, well, who knows? But I know I'm going to get railroaded. So what I'm doing is I'm setting it up for the federal district court when I sue the judge. Because all right, he has so no judicial immunity. He uh, exceeded his jurisdiction. So let's echo back to Alphonse and others who have said exactly what Rafi's just informed you, that at the municipal or even at the state level courts, it's likely you're going to be railroaded if you simply try to establish a common law jurisdiction. They're just going to trample over it, ignore it, act like it's basically Martian. So what's being said here is it doesn't matter because there's a record of all this going on. And the truth is, is that, and correct me if I get any of this wrong, once you get up to a federal jurisdiction, then any supposed immunity for the people who railroaded you is out the window, right? There could be penalties. Yeah, um, when I go to federal district court, the way I'm going to bring an action against them is uh, I'm not... I'm not going to sue for money because that way they could use qualified immunity. I'm going to get that out of the way. I'm going to, I want to spank them, you know, sort of say, I want to correct this so they don't keep on doing this. I, I think that's kind of why I'm going this way. I'm, I'm doing this. You know? wait, wait, wait a minute. For the benefit of everyone. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, I, they're, 
if I sorry to cut you off, if I sue for money, they're gonna go okay. Uh, they could use qualified immunity. Uh, they could go hey, this guy's in for money or whatever, and they could pay me off. So I'm not I'm not gonna do that. Um, I think it's time to you know get some judges up their seats. This, this came yeah, this came up a number of the law shows we did where I was basically pointing out we really don't have any way to know how many people have successfully established a jurisdiction and had serious matters dismissed just by knowing your rights because so often when they settle with you, um, there's going to be a thing like, uh, sure, we'll settle with you, but you, we'll seal this. You can't talk about this. So no correct. one can know that you were correct. So I totally am into the noble way you're going at this, where you're looking to prevent them from doing it to your neighbors, to your friends, to your family in the future. And if everyone acted in this way, I'm guessing this railroading wouldn't go on for too long. We need that. We need more people to study, you know, and uh, get to know this and realize how far we've come. It's a wicked system. And let's fight, man, you know, so it'll be easier for everybody, for the next guy. And then hopefully they'll change. But who knows? Who knows? So are you suggesting that at the lower courts, municipal or state, um, you've gone in, you've established that you're only showing up in a court of record, you're exercising your rights, you get, let's just say for the sake of conversation, you get railroaded and they act like they don't even understand what you're saying and they just yeah. keep proceeding. So what you're doing is getting a record. When you get up to the federal level, um, which Alphonse and others have pointed out, now you're in a court where something's going to get done. Are you suggesting the judges at the lower municipalities could actually lose their job as a judge for having done what oh, yeah. they did there? Yeah, it's, it's what you put on the paper, what you wanted for. At the bottom, you could put, I want a few million dollars, or you go, hey, you'll write something out, a nice paragraph, hey, this judge completely violated my rights, due process, and in, in my liberties, and uh, infringe on my rights. This can't be happening, you know? And you could write a stipulation. I want him off the, off the bench. I want him fired. So in a sane world, basically what we're talking about here is regularly people have their rights violated, specifically due process, right? That's what we're talking yeah. about. And they do it by manipulating the so-called jurisdiction. In other words, let me ask you this question. If you walked into a municipal situation and you actually established that you're only interested in a common law court, you filed your papers, and let's say they recognize that, okay? Let's say everything goes your way. So you walk in, it's you verify it. Hey, man, am I in a court of record? Is this common? Yes, yes, yes. Doesn't that mean that there can be no attorney in that room against you? That is true. It has to be a first-hand witness. I'm a first-hand witness. It happened to me. Where's the injured party? It's, it's you deal man-to-man. It's man to man is basically what it is. You you knock the attorneys out. And to be fair, woman to woman in the yeah, 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 yeah. You are a man or a woman when you go to court. You're not male. You're not female. You're not a person. You're not an individual. None of that. You are a God created flesh and blood living man or woman. Because how is a fiction going to bring a, an action against you? How does that happen? So that's what they do. I don't want to get into the all caps name and all that. But, I mean, we see it happening. We see it. They, they sue the all caps name. And then that's your straw, man. They, they make you fiction and then they drag you into court. So you're kind of, you know, that guy. So the idea here is that they're dragging you into court, coming at you as the straw man, which most people, almost everyone, 
accepts as the normal thing to do. They don't even understand there's a difference. Is that the general notion here? That is correct. I mean, when I figured this out years ago, I go, what? I mean, my driver's license, you know, all caps. Why? Why is it all caps? You know? And then you study more about it and then you realize what it is. That's not you. So here's the thing, though. How come you can't just walk into any municipality and start to say, I'm here for a court of record and just demand your rights on the spot? Is it because the jurisdiction has already been set before you get there? It's just a system that it's set up. It's been, we've come so far. It's a bar system. It's a club. We're not part of it. We're the enemy, so to say. So they can, if they, they go that route, oh, it's, it's game over. And, and everybody else is going to do it in a few years. We're back to you know, justice. Here's what just baffles me, though. We've had all these people on who are saying basically versions of the same thing. There are differences and they have their processes. And in the beginning, a lot of them fought back and forth. Your way's not right. My way's right. And Jason and I were in a hell of a position. And what we finally realized is, hey, we'll just cover people who have done a thing that works because if it works, it works. And what I'm noticing is each time we have a person on, it seems to simplify um, because talking with you, this has become very simplified. But the real problem here is what a hassle, man. You're just a human being trying to work, and now you got to fill out these damn documents. You got to play the game. You got to go file them. You got to go show up. You got to realize that you're probably going to get railroaded, according to most people we've talked with at the lower courts, until you get to federal court. And then up at the federal court, um, then selfishness becomes a concern. Are you going to be a person who tries to make the penalty, you pay me all this money and we'll seal this deal and I'll never talk about it so no one understands? Or are you going to be a person who's doing what you're doing where you're basically saying, hey, man, you violated my due process and you shouldn't be allowed to operate anymore, but you're doing it so that your daughter, your friend, your family doesn't get railroaded again. Um, But I mean, if really, truly it is getting so simplified, this can't go on for too many more years, can it? Well, it can if people get up and they do something about it. But if they go get an attorney or just give in, uh, we'll be in the same place. And and the thing about it is, I know I've thought about this and I'm in it for, for a few years now, a long time. And like a simple parking ticket, I could have just paid it and gone with it. But and then I knew down the line, if I did it, I knew what was right. I, I know truth. So here it is. I know truth. And I'm going to go into the lie system. You know, how would I have lived with myself? So that's why I fought that. If I fought that little thing, you know, on this level, it could be a real change being made people are getting fire and it's out there and if we put on social media that is happening imagine that imagine uh, like a snowball you know it opens people's eyes and then we're all doing it it gives courage it's confidence and courage that's really what it is i mean yeah you you know i'm with you all the way and i'm with the reasons you did it that's how i try to live my life to the best of my ability but let's get back to a couple of points which may not be clear. So if you walk into any citation or any reason you get hauled into a court and the judge says, John Smith, are you here? And you say, here I am, I'm John Smith. Automatically, you're not a living man or a living woman, right? You're a straw man identity, you're a fiction. So what yeah. I'm what I'm guessing is that if you file the papers so that you're only showing up in a court of record or basically a court that establishes its base as common law, when they 
when you go in there, you're are you a sovereign? What are you? Yes, a sovereign. So if you go pro se, uh, they, they always ask you that, are you pro se? In the beginning, yeah, I, I was, you know, I didn't have confidence. I, I said that, you know, I got reloaded. But in the end, you know, like I do my spiel. I am Rafi. I am here on special appearance. I'm here to rebut all presumptions, invoking all my God-given rights, God-given rights, secured by the Constitution. So, yeah, and you got you to gotta do that so they know what they're talking about. Because why, why do they ask that simple thing, pro se? You're a representative of this. Are you the straw man? Are you the uh, man? I am the man. I'm going. I'm established. I do it in writing first. So everything's in writing. And when I go there, we, you really don't have to say anything. But the judge is going to make you talk. He's going to know if you know your thing. Did you write it? Who is this guy? And he'll, he'll railroad you. It's, it's pretty corrupt. So what, what has happened? You've been, you've been in the lower courts. You've established jurisdiction, which they ignored. Which, by the way, if you file with the county court or the clerk, or the, the, by law, you're really not supposed to ignore those things, are you? Yeah, everything is contract. If you don't respond to it, so if you don't respond to it, that means you agree. So anything you get in the mail, uh, or, you know, let's say credit card wants to collect, you uh, go, hey, I don't understand what this is. Could you show me? Could you give me a verified, you know, could you verify this debt? You have to respond. You know, there, there are days you could do it by, three days or whatever. But I really don't uh, go by those. I just do it like a few days later. So they, they need to answer back. If they don't, that means they've accepted it. So that's basically this world. So, so wait, that you agree. So that is the crux of your claim by the time you get to federal, because if they didn't respond, yeah. which has been your experience, then yeah. they've non-action has been construed as tacit permission. So they've Correct. accepted what you wrote. So basically, I got to ask. So now a judge who's got to understand that the, he, you're standing in a common law court, what do they do when you assert yourself as godly rights and all these things? Do they just act like you never said anything and keep doing going as they ever would? Or what do they do? Exactly. Uh, that's what I've encountered. Uh, they just don't, they don't even acknowledge it because if they acknowledge it, they answer it. That's it. That's it. That's but, everything. But, but here's they my, just glance over it. But here's my problem. That's a judge. He should understand... Yeah that they have accepted the truth of the matter, which this is a court of record. So doesn't he know that he's in jeopardy? Shouldn't he know? Maybe he doesn't. Do you think the judge he, doesn't understand? Either he knows and he's malicious or he doesn't know they think we're crazy. But they have to know. They, they have, I, I don't know if attorneys, they study the constitution, the state and the federal. I, I, don't, I don't know. But I've heard that they don't, they hate it because it's, it's that simple. If, if it was that alone, uh, this we wouldn't. This would be a whole different system. So I think they maliciously uh, they ignore because they know what they're doing. They don't even uh, acknowledge it. Prove your jurisdiction. Um, you're here for this. They as if you don't exist. They just go on with what they're going to do. But that's why you keep on writing and bring it back up. You don't let it go until you're ready to take it to federal district court. So is the idea here that you keep badgering them on these lower levels? until the judge can no longer do anything because you're not letting it go and they have to bump it up to the next tier? True, yes. Is that how it gets up to federal? or So, yeah, that's a good um, question, Jason. I so, could do it now. I, I could do that now. But I'm just waiting. I'm just collecting my paperwork. I have such a paperwork. It's, it, it's unbelievable. I'm not saying it because of me. It's unbelievable what they have done. I could prove willfulness and malicious. 
And over and over again, I state the same thing. So they know about it. So they're willfully depriving and infringing. That's what I was going to bring up. So if you walk into that lower level court, they've tacitly accepted the document you filed. They know they're in a court of record. They know that you've established your rights. Have you actually told the judge, don't you understand you're, you're violating my rights? You could be in jeopardy. Have you gone that far? Yes. In and writing. They, I put it in my writing. I, I, I even cite cases where he's supposed to know the law. You know, I, right. And, and you don't have judicial immunity if you do this. So that's why I keep on writing and writing. They know about it. And they're willfully. I could prove willfulness. That's a, that's a major thing. What, wor- worse than that. Level. Because yeah. in a court of record, unless I'm mistaken, every person there is a sworn officer of yeah. the court. Isn't that correct? That is correct. And that's why I put you are, uh, you have sworn a note on the Constitution to uphold it. I, I always put that in there. Mm-hmm. Got it. They don't it's, care. It's a club. They don't care. I, they think. I just, I can't imagine that this could go on for too much longer. I mean, how many people have we had on, Jason? Just a number. And it seems pretty clear that by the time we got here with Rafi, this is really becoming very simplified. You know, yeah. you, get pe- you get people like Alphonse where if I was on the other side of Alphonse, I wouldn't want nothing to do with that dude. Because that dude knows what to do. Um, but even with Rafi, where he just said, I know the difference between right and wrong, and I can't live with myself if I just pay this minor fine because it's not correct. So what he did was taught himself the way the system worked, and he went in and established his rights. And they're still railroading. How much longer could this go on? I mean, this episode alone, thousands of people will hear how basically simple it is. I mean, what do you think, Jason? Right. And is there an order we can present to people that if you're going in and Rafi, what are we talking about? Are we talking about tickets and things like that? Like not criminal stuff. We're talking about if a cop just gives you a ticket for a red light or whatever nonsense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what all of this is about, right? We're talking about a completely separate thing when we're talking about criminal, correct? Correct. If you committed an offense, that's it, you're done. This is hey, this this is unlawful, unconstitutional. Uh, we live in a republic. If we all vote for a stop sign there, it's advisory to me because we live in a republic. So I live in L.A. I'll obey the stop sign. I get it. But you cannot force me and then you cannot ticket me. So that's where it is. Knowing right from wrong. Hey, and don't bo- push that on me. It's a bill of payment, uh, penalties. And you, you cannot get a ticket. Everybody that does this gets a ticket. You cannot do that. It's, it's been established. So if you committed an offense, you hurt somebody, you hit somebody, you stole, that's it. You're, you're done. Just answer for it. You know? uh, this is not for, yeah, you, you, you stole something and, hey, uh, my ju- jurisdiction, I'm challenging it. No, you can't do that. Right, because there's an injured party, right? Yes, exactly. So as far as the ticket side of things, is that because it's actually a commercial instrument at that point we're talking about? And you are establishing yourself as a sovereign, as an individual, not as the corporate identity that can be hit with a fine or something like that because it's a corporation hitting another corporation demanding some sort of recompense, right? That's exactly it. That's exactly it. But my whole thing is, uh, I, I know about that. I'll do that here and there if that happens to me. But I'm more in, in the civil side. You got a lawyer is picking on you fraudulently, frivolously, dragging you into court. So that's my thing. What gets so sticky about this when you logically try to work it out. So let's just set up a scenario. So say you got summons to court because 
you threw, and you actually did it, you took a bottle and you threw it against a building. So you got summons to court to be fined and you established that it's common law court. Um, let's say that they accept it. There's really nowhere that can go though, right? Because no one was injured and no one lost anything. And even though it was a crappy thing to do and you hit somebody's building with a bottle, um, nothing was damaged other than the bottle and no one was hurt. So technically in a common law court, there's really no action that can be taken. Is that correct? Yeah, that's true. But, um, you know, the guys, the, the men and women that are doing this, they're, they, I've, I've realized they don't, they won't do that kind of stuff. It doesn't hypothetically, I get it. Yeah. But no, somebody's not going to do that. That's doing this kind of stuff. So it's like, it's like separating the two sides, you know? Well, I'm, I'm just trying to make the example because if you threw the bottle and hit somebody and you did everything I just said, common law court, it's all accepted. The jurisdiction's established. Now you could actually get in some trouble, but in that common law court, the person you hit with the bottle has to show up and say, yeah, man, this dude hit me with a bottle, right? True. Yeah. So, so there's the difference. And so I, it, it, it all, when you start to logically work out like, what about a DUI? You know, this is where all the problems come in, but, um, yeah, you, yeah. It's like, a, just example you use. It is true. Who did you harm in a DUI? It's intent. So they're getting on intent, what you, you know, could have done. I, I know, I know what you're saying. It's a fine line. It's, it's, it's a terrible thing, but yeah, you're right on that. I'm just trying to logically work out. And this, yeah. this, this all comes back. That DUI is a good example to people yeah. acting like dang adults, man. And that's what yeah. common law was based in, right? If I'm not exactly. injured, I haven't had any loss. I got no beef. And that used to be the mindset. But Jason, I think you've looked at a lot more of this than I do. Um, are there items that you want to be certain get into hour one off the bullets? The attorney thing is definitely interesting to make sure people hear. Will you put in your notes here, Rafi, that Everything an attorney says is hearsay. So what is the standing of an attorney in a court and why is every word that they utter hearsay? Yeah, because they don't have first-hand knowledge. They're representing someone, representing someone else. Whoever that person or man, woman, if they're supposed to come and uh, take care of the situation. But we're in this bar system, so attorneys everywhere, you know? So if an attorney dragged me to court, okay, do you have first-hand knowledge? Are you a witness? It's, you're either a witness or an attorney. So you're, you're out. And there's Supreme Court cases you could use to get them out of the way. Do you know, like, if you do walk into a court that is openly acknowledging that they're a court of record, and so they all understand that common law is being practiced in there, is the judge still the judge or does he have a different title? No, in, in a court of record, the jury is the judge. So let me see if I got this. There's usually a bailiff, a clerk. And a judge, is that correct? Do, do they all yeah. have different titles in a, in a court of record the, that's been recognized? The judge is, he's kind of like a referee, that's all. When it's trial by jury, the jury asks the question, the jury weighs the facts and laws. The judge is there refereeing, you know. He's just administering the whole, overlooking the process, making sure, you know, it's going correct. If, yeah, if it was a court of record, it would proceed as such. And so in the common law court, nobody there has immunity when it's truly a common law court, too. So that's it's a thing. But so then that means if I'm following this thread correctly, when you get up to the federal jurisdiction where you're going to probably get satisfaction, doesn't that mean that when you walk in, there will be a jury there? Not necessarily. It, it you know, it, it all depends how it goes. I'm not really I, I don't know that very well yet, but it 
Nah, it's it's uh, their justices making the choice. I'm 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 presuming I shouldn't uh, comment on that, but okay, it's a different yeah, it's a different situation. Like the Supreme Court, their justices that look over and and they make a a decision. Well, the Supreme Court is different because what they say ends up being law, if I understand it correctly. Yeah, and with that, uh, you know how how are they making law? I've cited Supreme Court cases, and they no, nah, it really doesn't mean that they could interpret. The judge can interpret however they want. So being experiencing that, it made me realize even more, wait, this is even more simple than that, writing a 14-page writing and putting cases in there and all that. That's how it goes by. They do that. Now, if they're not honoring that, that means that what the court says actually doesn't stand. It's more of a guideline. <laughs> it's, not, it's not actual law. Yeah, yeah but where yeah. do you go? yeah. Yeah, they don't judicial, you know, they don't make law. Yeah. You know, so but it's it's proceeding like that. E- even that, I, I can't believe as I'm writing my cases, it's how, why I'm citing these cases and it's great to know, but it's nothing. It doesn't mean anything. Where is the man that I have done I have harmed? Let me settle this debt. That's it. It's easy. That's how it should be. I'm waiting to the point where, you know, a year or two from now we have someone in um, that says, here's how you go into a municipality, establish common law, and they can't ignore it. <laughs> I'm waiting until it gets to there. Uh, yeah, because here's it. the main thing, man. The truth of it is, for you to try to do what you believe is true and correct and godly, you have to go through all this hassle, man. You got to go file yeah. papers. You got to show up more than once. You got to respond and do all these things and eventually get up to a federal level when the truth of it is, those people don't really legally have the right to turn down the initial filing that establishes that it's a court of record. That is true. So they truly are violating your due process. So, you know, there's yep. enough work in life raising your family and going to work without having to write legal documents and all this other nonsense. You know, that building is a bank. It's all money. It's all commerce. I mean, it's shut down right now. That shows you how important it is because of this COVID thing. Those courthouses, uh, they're shut down. Yeah, how does that, you know, how does that yeah. even work? Because don't you have a right to a speedy trial? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They just push it. So uh, there's your due process being violated again. So wait a second. That blatantly points out that that's a commercial thing. Exactly. Not a rights thing. Like, it's not affecting you as an individual. No rights are being violated here because it's commercial only. You just don't know that. Yeah, like penal. What's penal mean? Penalty. It's a penalty. You know, it's money. It's commerce. So that's all it is. Markets are open, but the superior courts are closed. So basically, we've talked about like things like getting a ticket and things like this. And we did mention a DUI and we kind of outlined that. But what if it's more serious? I guess it doesn't change much because what it basically comes down to is regardless of whether it was a minor infraction of some sort, as they like to call it, or you got in a fist fight and someone got hurt. What it comes down to is who was injured. Where's the witness every time, right? Correct. That's it. And so basically what we're saying is if it is a corporate entity moving against you, first of all, they were not injured. Secondarily, it was impossible that they witnessed anything. So basically what's going on is they're turning you into a legal fiction if you don't know how to conduct yourself so that they can proceed on legal fictions. That is correct. For penalties, for money, yeah, yeah, <laughs> for greenbacks. For yeah. <laughs> well, we might not have to worry about that for too much longer. <laughs> Who knows? By the time we get through winter, uh, what our monetary system would be. But where do you want to go, man? 
Let's talk about what you truly are when you walk into a court to address one of these issues. And again, we're not talking about criminal. We're talking about civil things. We're talking about nonsense like tickets and things like that. When you walk through the door, what are you? What is the court going to do to try and establish things their way? And then what do you do to establish it so that you are not under their control or jurisdiction? If, if you go to court without writing anything to, before you go in, and uh, you are that straw man, so to say, and you are accepting their jurisdiction. Like, uh, let's say you plead, you have three choices, guilty, not guilty, no contest. You're saying, what you're basically saying is, hey, I, I agree to this game. I'll pick one of those. But the correct answer is, no, I'm not playing that game. It doesn't apply to me. I'm innocent. Where's the injured party? Where's the witness? Where's the evidence? Do you know how far back this stuff started? You know, I have no idea. It just seems like, like these TV shows. You could tell by watching a TV show where it started. But again, you know, the Civil War, right? Like after the Civil War, Lincoln went into the Supreme Court with the army changing things. You know what I mean? So again, the Civil War. Well, I strongly suspect that the Civil War was the end of the original, whatever you want to call it, the original country, the original republic. I think that that was the destruction of it. And whatever came out of that was a different entity. And I'm, I'm surmising here just based off of the things that we've uncovered. But the United States, as it was before the Civil War and the split up and all that and whatever came afterwards are two different things. Yes, but you can still fly in that system. That's what we're doing. So we're taking it back to that. Everybody, the majority, is doing this new United States corporation thing. But we are reminding people, hey, what this country was founded on, it was awesome. So let's get it together, guys. You know, when you logically start to work out all the ram, let's take like a tow company. Everything you've just stated, basically tow companies would almost be out of business. Oh, yeah. um, Because that could be challenged all day long. But I noticed here, too, in your notes, there's always this problem when we talk about legal things about We can say whatever we want and it might be true, but when you're out there and you're pulled over on the side of the road and there's a police officer there, officer, corporation, it's a different world, isn't it? You know, you don't want it to escalate. And so if he's handing you a ticket and you refuse to sign, Lord only knows what any given person on the other side of that badge might be doing. But I noticed here that you write on the ticket when you sign your name, you write under duress to establish firmly that you're not down with what's going on. But as a side point, so when you get into a recognized court of law where they're not going to railroad you, will you use your full birth name? Is that how you will identify yourself? Or will you call yourself a living man? Will you say I'm Rafi? What will you say? I'll still say I'm Rafi. Yeah, that's what my mom called me. You know, I'll still use Rafi. Yeah. Last name or just the first name? Or does just it matter? Just the first name. I know, I know for a fact. Rafi is real, and it's not hearsay, because my mom, my dad called me Rafi. Okay, I get it. So um, the name thing is still in this, because if you're in a lower court trying to get railroaded, they're going to try to get you to say, I'm my first name and my last name that's written on my birth certificate. All that stuff, all, uh, like the capital name, the gold fringe, all, all that is true. But choose your battle. I'm not going to go to a judge. Take that flag down. <laughs> and if he does... If he does, what what are you going to do? Forget about it. It's you know, I, right. it's all real. But I looked through all that and I just simplified it. Man, you know what? I'm going to keep my uh, my pages to a minimum. 
I just, you know, I, I I just can't imagine this could go on too much longer because go back to the tow truck idea. Usually, like when I was in San Diego, if you get your car towed, that could be like 500 bucks. That could be a lot of money for someone. So the problem becomes that you can't get your car back unless you pay the fine. But if you go into a legal proceeding, there's absolutely no standing for some unknown person to come break into your car, hook it up and drag it away. And they would lose every time, wouldn't they? Yeah, that's stealing, straight out stealing. Ah, it's just beyond me how this, how, how we've come so long without this, you know, especially in things like that, where it costs someone so much money. It's one thing to get irked about a fine that's 20 bucks. It's another thing to be hit for hundreds of dollars. You would think more people would be interested in addressing that. Yeah, that's why, that's why with these tickets, whatever, when I get tickets, I'll do that. I'll fight for it. I've thought about it. I go, do I want the hassle and all that? Let them know. Let who gave me the ticket or who's, who I'm going to appear in front of. Let them know. Who knows if something could click in that man or woman's head. Hey, what have we been doing? You, know, you never know what time it is that somebody woke up. So that's why I'm going to do it all the way. All right, so I just want to get this part of your notes into the first hour so it goes out to as many people as possible who may need to understand or want to understand these things. Um, when you file a motion, it is always a notarized affidavit. Is that yes. what you're calling your initial document that establishes that this is a court of record or basically a common law court? That's it. So let's say you're filing a motion. Motion is hearsay. Motion is, hey, pretty please, could you do this? Now, what I do is, okay, right, mo the title, for the clerk's sake, I'll put mo motion to vacate the judgment. I put vacate, void judgment, because it's void. And then I repeat the same phrase, affidavit of vacate, void judgment. And, you know, there's an opening paragraph. There are a few things you got to say, your, your name, your age, uh, your, you, you know, under penalty of perjury. And where the county you got this affidavit, it's called a jurat. You, you've already sworn to it. So you're going into court with testimony. So there's a, there's a beginning and an ending thing and everything in between. I, I put the points. Um, um, one of the people of California, court of record, Kamala, sovereign, and I'm invoking all my God-given rights secured by the Constitution. So I get that. Notarized, filed in court. I'm going in there with testimony. and. When I'm there, they call my name. I, I do that opening thing I do, and I go, um, I understand I'm to accurately state the facts. If I inaccurately state the facts, I could be subject to penalties of perjury under the laws of the United States of America. Having qualified my testimony here today, I state that my affidavit is true, correct, and accurate. They have to refute that. You have testimony in there, and everything else is hearsay. If the judge keeps on going, you go, Hey, do you usually take hearsay over testimony? And they take a recorder with you. Always record it. So, you know, if they railroad you, you can have it for later on. You're going in there with testimony. Easy as that. So a, a bold person who's going to stand like an oak tree for what they know to be right, that would stop the proceedings because they would never let it go further. They'd keep coming back to that until it was addressed, right? Exactly. Yeah. You, you kind of act belligerent. I object. I object. You don't let them get away. And listen, the, the most important thing in all this is attitude. You have to have confidence and you cannot yell, I'm going to sue you. You cannot behave like a child. You got to be firm. Is this a court of record? You know, just be firm in confidence. So the judge will see that 
And, you know, it could take a different route. So is the memorandum of law different than the affidavit? If I understand the memorandum of law that you're going to write has to do with judicial cognizance, where you're basically ordering the judge to take note of the laws, the actual laws of the case. Is that different from the affidavit? So when you're filing a motion, you have to attach the memorandum of law. So you're stating, you're telling the quote unquote judge, here are the laws, follow this. So there's a few things I put, like the, the California Code, Section 11120, is a public policy of the state, small s, that public agencies exist to aid in the conduct of people's business. The people of the state do not yield their sovereignty to the agencies which serve them. Your code says it. So I'm using their codes, their cases. I'm using their things against them. If they were about that, is a, come on. Yeah. That, that really is a violation yeah. of due process. So basically what you're saying is when you file your motion, which is a notarized affidavit establishing a court of record is the jurisdiction that you will accept when you walk in, you're also attaching to that a memorandum of law, which is about judicial cognizance. In other words, informing the judge, here's the laws that I expect to be enforced here. Judicial cognizance means you have to. It's above a judicial notice. That's why I write like like that. Memorandum of law, judicial cognizance. You have to, and that's another weapon I have for later on. I have it in the system. I got a file stamped, notarized. Now wait a second. The way this all sounds though is that when you walk into a court, the judge is in control, and that's his court, and it's a commercial court. If you change this, if you do something to establish your identity and say I'm not here for your court. I'm representing myself as a man, or I am a man, not even representing. I am a man, and this does not apply to me. Shouldn't that make everything null and void right then and there, and you walk the hell out? That's right? it. It is. It is void. That's why I call it void judgment. The whole thing is void. You know, they say something, I write this. They say something, I write this. It ends when I say it ends. I could go to federal district court right now. It's just the, the next thing that I, I file is I'm just letting him have it. So I have a big weapon when I go to a federal district court. I think what Jason's pointing out is, so you walk in, you've done everything we've talked about, and the first thing they try to do is get you to say, I am a legal fiction by getting you to say, yep, I'm my first right. and last name. At that moment, if you say all the things you've said, they can't possibly continue until they have established that you're a legal fiction. How can they? They can't. That is true. We've allowed it. Well, because you'd be giving them permission at that point, wouldn't you? Yes, you're giving them permission. Like if you say anything that they're trying to ask you and you're like, no. Exactly. I object. That's it. Like, I don't see how they could possibly continue. Well, even saying I object, like doing things like I'm going to file a motion, that sounds like you're asking permission of the guy in the black attorney in robes up there. I'm trying to figure out if there's a way you can walk in and be like, I am not here for your commercial court. You want this entity to bow down to you in this commercial facility, and I am not here for that. I am the man, and we are done here. Well, wait a minute. Before you answer, isn't part of this that the reason you're there is you answer to summons, which is also problematic? That's kind of what I'm getting at, yeah. But you're not answering it. You are, yeah, what what you're doing is you're stating who you are, who, who they're trying to contact is not you. I am a man, uh, and all that stuff that I write, court, court of record, Kamala, I'm a man, God-given rights. So if you're not answering it point for point. You don't do that. If you do that, 
you're kind of admitting to it. You're agreeing, yeah, you know, let's play a game. Let's play the ball. So that's why you are establishing who you are. So when you go to court, you say that. That's why you write motion. It doesn't matter. You, you have to write that because when you're submitting your paperwork, the clerk will, will make you write it. I've, I've handwritten it before I used to just put notice. But the way this works is for it to be on the record, you got to put motion for whatever. So that's why I notarize it. I notarize an affidavit. It is telling them. It's testimony. Is that a fact then? When you notarize that piece of paper, are you saying, here is my fact. This is not hearsay. This is my notarized statement of fact of who and what I am. That is it. Yeah. And then you, you testify. You tell them in court, I, I understand them to state the facts accurately. And if I don't, penalty perjury, you do that uh, spiel. And you've, you have testimony. That's it. You won. Who knows what judge you're going to see? You know, it could, it could be a militia guy. No, get out of here. I'm going to do the default. That's happened to me. I've done that. Like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm going to just do this. But who knows down the line if more and more of us do this, it could stop. So that's why this, this simplified way of doing it, it's not hearsay. It's testimony could change things if more and more of us do it. Because a motion is hearsay. It's whatever. Asking permission. There's no way the judge is going to take my motion over an attorney. They're part of the same club. Yes, they are. So you're making them, you're making them honest. You're telling, I have testimony. How could you take hearsay over testimony? And you object, object, and you, you stick your ground. I think it gets done a lot whenever they get their way about what the jurisdiction is. But I think we're going to need to wrap up our one here. But I'll, I'll leave this idea on the table for when we come back. It almost makes me wonder, like, if you were in that municipal court, you filed, you said, I'm coming into a court of record, you've got your jurisdiction so that it's a common law court. I wonder if there is some corporate policy which prevents the judge from even acknowledging that they're changing jurisdiction. I wonder about these things. But that does bring us to the top of the first hour of episode 231. Rafi, do you want people contacting you um, because there's always questions on the legal things or would you prefer to show up in comments under the episode? What's your pleasure? You know what? If people want to ask questions, I'll give you my email because I'm more than happy to help. The more of us doing this, we'll change it. Let me warn you. If you give out your email, you might get barraged. I'm just putting it out there. I mean, that's fine, man. I went through this. I wish, I wish there was somebody that could have helped me. I you know, how many times I said I want to, let me just give him, go an attorney. I wish there was somebody that could give me pointers. Perfect. Go ahead. Give out your contact information. It's back to cube one, the number one at outlook.com. Okay, there it is. There's Rafi's email and he's taken all comers because when he started, he wished he had help and he didn't have any. Anyhow, Jason, anything you want to squeeze in before we wrap up our one? Well, for hour two, I definitely want to get into more of an order of procedures from the moment something happens to you from a commercial standpoint and how you proceed from there. Let's go through the steps. That's, I think, a good way to open hour two. Yeah, I like it too. And I also want to try to address, I don't know if Rafi knows anything, but if these dudes are doing what they're doing uh, in there with the straw man and legal fiction, you've got to imagine there's corporate policies trying to force the judge to keep with the corporation. But anyhow, that does bring hour one of 231 to a close. Join us all at crow777radio.com for hour two, where we have free speech. That's C-R-R-O-W. 
777radio.com. That is the only true Crow site in the world, and there are frauds popping up like weeds. So join us at Crow777radio.com for hour two, and we'll get into a lot of things that perhaps we can't touch in the open season that we call censorship. There it is, man. Cheers. Is the enemy of knowing. Come.